Rejection most times is the redirection we need to unlock our truest potential. Life puts us in some uncomfortable and unexpected situations despite our efforts and plans. So how do we look at failures as opportunities? How do we deal with life's uncertainties, identify some losses as wins, all while not labeling ourselves as total losers or failures? You'll find out right here on Redirection with Terry Carell. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Redirection with Terry Carell podcast. It is so good to have you. The podcast is brought to you by MasterCard in association with Heineken 00. Again, we just want to remind you through MasterCard that we're going to look for the priceless moments. And we always want to remind you that it's really experiences that makes life meaningful. And of course, Heineken 00, now you can. And so why am I so excited? Because we're back baby and I have seen it in all of your messages the dms the comments and I truly truly appreciate it but one of the things that has stood out most about season two is the fact that well it's visual you can actually watch the conversations you can be a part of the conversations and the set is really what has brought it to life everyone has spoken about the color and the art and the books and how the space has come so well together and how the space also reflects me so who is my guest later on i don't feel like giving you the details just yet just know that if it's the first time you're coming in First time you're seeing me or meeting me. Hi, nice to meet you. Terry Carell is the name and you can find me across all social media platforms at Terry Carell. And of course, if you want to find out more about what I do, feel free to visit my website, terrycarell.com. And if there are people who you're like, Terry, you know, say I know somebody who deserve to be in your redirection seat, please go ahead, visit the website, go to the contact us page and let us know who you nominate and let us see see if we can get that person in the redirection seat because inclusion matters to us you're gonna see tony aiken our sign language interpreter who will be facilitating the deaf community and of course toyota jamaica i thank you so very much for sponsoring that facilitation so who is in my redirection seat who do you think would have been a great guest well if you didn't guess it already i was talking about my set that was beautifully created curated and staged and you have to meet the person who is the founder and the creative director of spaces janelle pantry coke this is the person who came together thought about this space and has over delivered but her story of how she started how she came up with the idea and what has carried her for the last 16 years as an entrepreneur it is definitely one for the redirection books. And by the way, if you're looking to buy the furnishings and you want to buy the amazing accessories, you might want to use the code Terry10 for the duration of season two. So who is in the redirection seat with me? The one and only, the lovely Janelle Pantry Coke. Season two of the Redirection with Terry Carell podcast is brought to you by MasterCard in association with Heineken 00. Hi, Janelle. <laughs> Hi, Terry. How you doing? <laughs> okay, this is like amazing, right? How you doing? I'm great. So first of all, I invited you, 
I think back in 2020, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. after you and I had a, a sit down and I actually heard about your brand story and it never happened. It was during um, COVID when I started the, the, the redirection with Terry Curl podcast. Right. And after online events picked up, I just did not have the time to do the podcast anymore. So season two comes around and I decide, all right, let us enhance the experience. Instead of it just being completely audio, we're going to do visual. And the first person I think of to help bring my set to life was you and Spaces Jamaica. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, like when I heard that you were going to do this, I was like, there wasn't even any hesitation, no pause, nothing. I was like, okay, yes, season two is coming and yes, we're doing this set. I'm so happy. And I mean, I feel like I'm stepping into your space. Yes. Um, that's what I wanted to, your viewers to see and mm -hmm. all the, te the tribe and everything. And I hope that's how you feel that it's like your space mm -hmm. no, as well. No, you, 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 I think you knocked it out of the park. Even when you sent over the, I call it the sample, you know, the swatch and you're like, right, okay, I'm thinking this and this. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. And I, you know, we told you that the walls would be red. And then to see you and your team come in and everything just come to life and you showcased my loves, which are my books and my art. Mm -hmm. And everyone who has come into the space has said, this is nice. Oh I think gosh. Alex actually wants to paint his house now in this red, but I don't know if he's going to actually get the look. Well, but, Alex, you know, you know who to call. call me, but no, I'm, I'm like super happy that you love it, that everybody loves it. And just seeing you and your brand evolve and everything that you're doing, like I could not be a part of what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. So talk to me. Spaces Jamaica has celebrated how many years? This is actually our 16th year. Six. Did you ever imagine that you would be in a position where you are the retailer of very unique um, pieces that reflect people's individual styles, but you also help to stage whether it's model homes or mm -hmm. villas or resorts or office spaces. Did you ever imagine that this is what you would be doing? Um, I think the answer to that is actually no. <laughs> because when I started, like I, I had always wanted to create a home store, a home thing that people felt very inspired in. Mm -hmm. So I never even wanted my store to look like a store. Cause when you come in, it's very lifestyle. And it was always like that from the very beginning. Um, but in the beginning I was a little discouraged cause you know, I came back to Jamaica after studying. I mean, my first career field was in hospitality. Hospitality, so how you end up mm. here? No man's <laughs> All right, so take me back. Before we even get into this, mm -hmm. take me back to You've graduated from high school yeah. and everyone kind of has to choose or have some idea of what they want to pursue as a major, wherever, yeah. whether you're studying in Jamaica or if you're going abroad. What was your, your, your choice of career? Um, so I was one of those persons who actually didn't have a clear cut um, idea of what I wanted to do. So, you know, you had some persons from high school, like you knew that you wanted to go into this profession, mm -hmm. whether it's a lawyer, a doctor, an accountant, it's a profession. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you graduate and you're going to be this that. person. Mm -hmm. I had no clue. 
I kind of dabbled, like, you know, I thought I wanted to be an engineer. I did TD. Um, I was like one of seven girls out of 80 students in high school in my court year to do technical drawing. Wow. And I was like, okay, maybe not. It felt a little male dominated. <laughs> right. Um, and I was just like, kind of, I even took a gap year actually after high school because really? I really didn't know what I wanted to be. Did, did you ever feel pressured? Or, you know, especially, you know, at, attending a competitive high school mm -hmm. and understanding that the majority of the persons knew exactly what they wanted to study. Was there ever this, this pressure of, but you should know what you want to study? And we have so many youngsters right now who feel a little bit odd. Yeah. They feel as if they don't fit in mm -hmm. when everyone seems to know what they want to do. And yet still they're kind of going I don't really know yet. Yeah. How no, did you manage I mean, that? Definitely, I felt that way. I was like, okay, why am I one of the ones who are just like, you know, like on the fence? You kind of felt like a little waste person. You <laughs> feel like a, way, like a waste <laughs> um, person. But, you know, my parents were pretty understanding. Um, I wanted to be an engineer, and that's why I kind of did like physics and chemistry and technical drawing, but it was very male-dominated. Mm -hmm. And I felt as, you know, looking back now, I wish at that point in time there were like more female role models in areas such as that. So yeah, I would have felt a little bit more confident. Not as that intimidated. Not intimidated at all. But, you know, everybody's path is different. Mm -hmm. And uh, last month, you know, was Child's Month, and I had the opportunity to speak to some young girls. And it was amazing to hear the different type of careers that they, they were They're thinking now think, of. Yes. And I was like, this is insane. And this is amazing. And, but it's fantastic because mm -hmm. you're hearing very unconventional things, whether it's like, I heard persons saying they want to be an entrepreneur. And I was like, fantastic. Who want to go into real estate? Who want to be doing coding and things like that? And it's just there was, nothing was like gender specific, Correct. which was amazing. Correct. And I think back in the day when you asked persons generally, it was medicine and law, mm -hmm. engineering, maybe architecture. But generally, you didn't hear people actually speaking about being entrepreneurs no. um, and quite or working few, in real estate, you know, no. just, just different kinds yes, of. And quite a few of the younger and these were ch children who just were sitting pep this year and they're talking about Oof. things that like entrepreneurship and real estate and starting their own business and and had a clear understanding of what it meant to mm -hmm. be an entrepreneur or a business person and starting your own thing and not going the traditional path correct yeah so you say okay I'm out of high school. I'm going to take the gap year. Luckily for you, you had parents who mm -hmm. understood because we have parents who'd be like, absolutely not. Yeah. You're not going to be one of those. I don't really care what you're going to go study. Go study something. Luckily, you had parents who understood. So what was the next move? What was the next decision for you? Um, so after the gap year, during the gap year, I had a couple of friends who were studying and they were going to do hospitality, tourism mm -hmm. management. And it's like, oh, you know, you get to travel and work in a hotel. And I'm like, oh, that sounds nice. That sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something I should do. And I went and I pursued a degree in tourism management. Mm -hmm. um, but thereafter, I realized it, it actually was more fun to visit. <laughs> than to working and my heart goes off to all the persons who are in the hospitality industry because it's a 24 hour mm -hmm. kind of feel because you're just churning out um you know guests are always coming in you know everything smiles has to and be sunshine. smiles and so forth and i realized pretty quickly that was not for me mm -hmm. um it wasn't for me um as much as 
it's a fantastic field to be in, but it was not for me. What was the most challenging thing? What was the thing that you realized? Uh, because there's also the the notion, or let's say that you know people tell you not to quit. You know, quitting is for losers. Mm -hmm. And I've heard more and more people say, thank God, that at times you have to know when to quit. Yeah. You have to know when to identify that something is not for you or you are not for something. And if you're gonna fail, fail fast and move it right along. Um, how difficult or how easy was it for you to say, hmm, I know I committed, but you know what? This is not for me and I'm gonna try something else. Was it hard or was it easy? You know what it is? I think anything that you put, so with, with having a degree, it's a stepping stone to so many other things. Mm -hmm. And while I'm in retail, the basis of what I do is so customer focused, it's so customer centric, that which is hospitality. It's just mm -hmm. that I'm not in that environment. I'm more in a creative environment, which mm. I think was really what I was looking for. So not that I didn't like hospitality and the core of what hospitality is, but I needed a more creative environment to be in. So it's not that I failed or abandoned that path, mm -hmm. but I used those skill sets that I learned to in order to start what I do and have um, customers be at the center of everything. I mean, the difficult part of it, I think, would have been that for me, what other persons thought. So mm -hmm. not so much as that I thought that I was failing. It was persons looking at, oh, but didn't you study so-and-so? Why are you not working in a hotel or why are you not in the industry? Why aren't you pursuing why it? Why are you not mm -hmm. pursuing that? The other challenge I also found was that, again, thanks to the type of parent that I have is that I never thought that I had to be a, in a certain field. It was never you had to be in this box. Both my parents are attorneys. Yes. And can I tell you, when I started Spaces, I got so many quests. People were like, oh, so you didn't want to do law? Hmm? Um, like, the automatic expectation. The automatic yeah. expectations of that's where you should be mm. that people put on you. And I was like, you know, no, you know, that really wasn't for me. And I kind of had to justify the route that I've taken for me. Um, but in, you know, it's, it's as I tell people all the time, you know, just what is for you is for you. Amen. And this is my path that I have chosen. And everybody's story is going to be so different. Absolutely. And it's like once you start and it becomes you, that's for you. Nice. So yeah. here it is. You've said to yourself, maybe... Love hospitality, love what it represents, mm -hmm. um, and there are definitely aspects that you love, but I want to find my thing. Yes. The thing that's going to drive me every single day, that's going to make me happy, that's mm -hmm. going to allow me to serve people in a hospitable manner, right? right. So then where does your path leave you, lead you? Well, so I mean, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's kind of like you've started and so many things manifest from just starting. Yes. I think there's a fear of start and once you overcome that fear, so many things become to align. Mm -hmm. So I started off in retail. Mm -hmm. um, I think my store at the time was probably not bigger than this studio space that we're in. <laughs> really? <laughs> but okay, but when did you make that decision? So when did you make the decision, like what trigger or what was the catalyst or who was the person where you, know, you got the idea of, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up a store, like mm -hmm. a lifestyle store that's very home-centric and lifestyle-centric. Right. So uh, the, it's a funny short story to it. So hot, being in hospitality, I was like, okay, I didn't just give it up cold turkey. Yes. I said, okay, I wanted to have a differentiating factor. You know, I was like, okay, let me learn a second language. So 
at, I was working in a hotel in um, on the north coast, and we had a lot of tourists from Germany and Austria. Right. And not a lot of persons on property spoke German. So I was like, you know, so this Janelle could be, got the good idea. This could be my little <laughs> niche to propel me further. So this is actually how so the, how spaces came about. So I was like, you know, I went to the German Institute here. I started doing some courses, learning my little German. And they're like, you know, the best way to fast track this is like an immersion. Immersion. I was like, okay, <laughs> let's do this. So I picked up myself and I went to Austria. By yourself? Um, so I had a good friend there. So nice. I had a base. And I was like, you know, went to Austria, was learning my German and everything. And, you know, as you know, travel opens your mind of to course. so many things. So, you know, coming from Jamaica, I was like, oh, you know, we had our retail stores at Soul Furniture, the big box stores. And while I was there, I got this furniture catalog in the mail and the furniture catalog was like this thick <laughs> wow and i'm flipping through the pages and i'm just going like <gasps> wow what this is beautiful and the exact the level of excitement that overtook me was like it was almost like an out-of-body experience like so somebody who loves shoes or whatever would be like oh my gosh you know i looked through the magazine and i was just like <gasps> new level unlocked and i went to the store and I was like, I guess this would be the experience of somebody going to Disney World for the first time. And I was in there for hours. And I was like, but we need this in Jamaica. Yes. We need this. We need people to be excited and love their home and love the furniture and love everything. Because if I'm excited like this, the other chances persons. are that other people would get excited. And I feel people should be excited for home. It's your personal space. It's who you are. It's a representation of you. Of course. And I picked up the phone and again, I called my very supportive parents. And I'm like, guess what? <laughs> I'm coming home. I have and an idea. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> Let's but they, they kind of like let's slow this one down right. a bit and I was like okay and um so I was there and I remember like having like a, a speech like a little text written out in German because I started calling brands and be like you know I would like to represent your line in Jamaica and I had a little script and Janelle were you not <laughs> afraid like I'm listening to you and I'm going wow and I think the reason why I'm going wow is because for persons who don't know your personality, mm -hmm. you know, you're very quiet, you're very, you know, calm, you're uh -huh. always composed, you're probably going to come into a room and just quietly sit down. But then I listen to you and the kind of risk and the kind of courage that it takes, the kind of, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try, mm -hmm. um, test it, experiment, mm -hmm. I'm going to bet on myself. The average person wouldn't just say, I'm going to go to Germany and go <laughs> learn German. The average person wouldn't say, you know, I'm just going to call them. Yeah. Whether I even know the language or not. I, I don't even have the store. I don't have the business. Right. But I'm going to be like, hey, I'd like to represent you in Jamaica. Where did you get that, 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 that grit from? Um, that's a great question. I mean, I would say I was... Because I've always had such a great support system yes. that, like, I don't think that I'm going to fail. I think that some, if I fall, there's someone to catch me. 
perhaps mm. I don't know but like I was just so passionate and excited about it that I didn't even care if there were it was a no but I did get several no's because first question was and which company you're calling from <laughs> and I'm like one moment <laughs> let me get back to you on that one let me get back to you on that so that by the second call I kind of had a company name made up <laughs> And, and, you know, which department and what lines. And, you know, as I went along, I kind of was learning. I was just forming, okay, so they want to know my company. They want to know how many um, stores do we have? What's the square footage? What's the volume of sales we're looking to do? And I'm like, I really need to do some research. (laughs) Yeah, most people start there first. Yes. But you just kind (laughs) of skip, you kind of skip that. Talk to me about the nose talk to me about when you find that passion and you're so excited and you just want to dive right in and a mm. lot of us have experienced that and the first thing you get is no yeah no i got, I got a lot no. of not necessarily no's so after you know the german and austrian brands were like okay get back to us when <laughs> when you're ready when you're ready um i came back home and i realized you know i really if i'm going to do this Let's be serious about it. Mm. Let's channel. Let's take a little bit of that business knowledge that you 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 actually went to school. You did business management. Mm-hmm. Let's just dub, let's just slow down a bit. Yes, the passion is there. You want to do this, but let's know. Let's do the systems. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to let's go back to basics. And it lit, it took me about almost a year from when I had the idea to sitting down and actually drafting a business plan seeing where I could actually be sourcing the products, who my market was going to be. And then I remember going to my first trade show. After I've now sat down and I was prepared and I did all the research, yes. had companies set up and I was feeling good. And how, how did you come up with the name Spaces? Um, so Spaces actually was out of like a brainstorming session with a group of friends and we're like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to decorate and I want to furnish and I want to have, you know, things to put in spaces yes and they're like well there, there you, you go. go and i'm like it kind of just stuck you know it's whether it's a bedroom space a living room space it's a space it's a and space, it's yours you know and now it really has grown from just being residential to not commercial so this, the word space really just encompasses it wasn't limiting at all it was not how <laughs> important is it to have friends who are not quick to judge but are willing to be a part of that journey, that decision, mm-hmm. that startup. How important was that for you? Um, I mean, I would say I have the same core group of friends from high school and they're awesome. I mean, they keep me grounded, mm-hmm. but also they share my excitement and my passion for it. And they come out to all the events and it's just amazing. You very know? beautiful. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful. So you, you said you're heading on to your first trade show. First trade show. And... Um, here it is, I would have been about maybe 24 at the time. You're young. So very young. Inexperienced. Inexperienced. Um, a young black woman heading to my first trade show in the States. And, uh, and not just black, Caribbean. Black Caribbean. So you know they're looking, you know, Caribbean is regarded as what? Developing, developing mm-hmm. um, So state. it's Jamaica, small market. Um, and everything. So I go to the trade show and I have my badge and, you know, dressed the business casual and, and I'm going through and I wasn't, no one gave me the time of day. It was predominantly male. Hmm? 
um, who are the buyers, who are the agents, the representatives of the manufacturing companies. And it, it, was, it was almost like I was invisible. Hmm? How did that make you feel? Like after the first day, I literally went in my room and I cried. cried. I'm so sorry, mama. But here we are. And now I have reps and manufacturers calling and all over the globe. And we're like, you know, we saw you on Instagram or we saw your, your, your website and can you carry our line? And I'm like, you know, send me an email. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, send me an email. Send me an email and we'll review and we'll get back to you. And I mean, not to be pretentious or anything, but, you know, we're at the stage now where, thankfully, we can choose mm-hmm. who we do business with. Mm-hmm whether it's an alignment with our brand and our values and we research the companies, is it a product that we like? Is it a product that our customers will like? Yeah. So it's a whole, it has, it's been a whole process of growth and. Take me back to, to that moment. Um, were you considering for any moment that maybe I just bit off more than I could chew? Maybe I thought that, I was meant for this, but maybe this is just not meant for me. Maybe mm-hmm. this was just another pipe dream and I need to come down to reality. You know, yeah. how did you, how, what did you say to yourself? Did, it, did you have to kind of call a friend? How did you manage? How long was the trade show, by the way? Is it another thing that you go another day? Because I know trade shows yeah. sometimes <clears throat> go for the week. You know, did you go back? Or- I went back. I went, um, I went back the following day. And I was just like, you know what? I went home and I actually looked at the list of companies who are there and kind of looked at and say, okay, I'm going to be more strategic in who I'm going to approach. So maybe not start with the large scale ones. You know, someone who's maybe just starting out a couple of years like us and who's looking for brands to work with. Right. Collaborators. Collaborators and smaller entities. And that, that strategy actually worked. So we grew with them. Mm, how did you know that? How, how did you know intrinsically without being flustered, without feeling defeated, that that would have been the better one? That instinct, wh- wh- where did it come from? I figured as much, you know, they may as well have been going through the same thing because they're up against the big players in the industry and being the underdog, they may have been more receptive to a new business um, and I was just like, you know, let me find what would work for me. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was also their strategy as well. Wow. Did you ever see any other black women in the space as um, well? Very rarely. Mm-hmm. Very rarely. I've been in business now almost 16 years. And the first trade show, I could probably count on my hand the number of black women. Why is that? When you cause, and, and, and and the and reason would have been circles, so put it in perspective, this would have been like about 2006, 2007. Oh, yeah, that's um, that's a that's a that's a while. It's just that you figure that since it's it's spaces mm-hmm. and it's lifestyle, mm-hmm. and women tend to be the ones who shop, is right. it that in the spaces of business, women are more considered consumers where exactly. men are the producers, the manufacturers and the creators? Is that what's that going has on? Exactly has exactly was how the industry was um, up until recently. Up until a few years ago, um, I would say we were always consumers. We were always employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing to see 
in the last couple of years, a decade and a half, that we are now um, titans, yes. that we're now owners. Um, whether it's a small business, medium business, or a large, we are owners. How does that make you feel? It how does how does it make proud? So like there yeah. no, <clears throat> there are now leagues, there are buying groups that are women. Um, women led I mean the shows are understand that we have power and even recently when you go like they're design I'm not an interior designer but I'm a decorator and there's interior designers who are black women who are commanding and being recognized for being great in their space yes and when you go to <clears throat> trade shows now what's the difference when you look at trade shows then Mm -hmm. when you were invisible mm -hmm. to trade shows now where you have your established business um that you know what you want you know how you buy what's in trend what works for your market what's the difference now when when you go to these trade shows and you attend just that level of confidence that you have mm -hmm. is, is it's um it just feels great um, but also what really feels great is just seeing more of you, the inclusion and the representation of of your your kind. Mm -hmm. You know, it's feel, you feel very empowered. Wow. And you're just like rooting, like you, you'll see now, like first time, you know, you'll see somebody who you don't even know them. And because they're familiar to you, they look like you, you kind of have like a, a little kind It's like a connection. Spirit, a yeah, man, it's a connection. On. And you go now and you find that it's amazing to see how we've grown mm -hmm. um, as women. Yes. You know, we're not taking a back seat. We're not just, we're not satisfied with just being consumers. We're not settling. We want to tell you this is what we want. This is how we want it. This is how it should look mm -hmm. um, and command and have a seat at the table. I love that. Um, most businesses, I think statistically, um, most businesses don't make it, especially small businesses, do not make it past three to five years. Five mm -hmm. years is really pushing it. Three to five years. Mm -hmm. um, what were some of the biggest lessons you learned in terms of longevity? Um, being able to adapt quickly. Mm. So I started Spaces in 2007 and we had a world recession in 2008. Oh. Which, which any business, whether you were small, medium, large, what there was that shock of what's what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen in a week, what's going to happen in a month. Yes, and for us, in you know, retail is something that it's disposable income. It's not something that you have to buy. Hmm. You don't need it to survive. Right, it's luxury. It's, it's luxury. It's a luxury item if you think about it, and. Uh, I kind of said, well, if I'm going to be in this, I've made a decision to be in this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in it well. <laughs> and what did that mean for you? And at the time, it was just changing from what the core products were. So mm -hmm. we started out with selling accessories, which were cute and nice. Little nixie nixie. And things. And then we realized, okay, well, why not offer a service? Expand. Expand. Um, why not target corporate? <laughs> um, why not look at making our own furniture? You know, cut down on the need for foreign exchange. So your brain starts to and churn in. in so many ways. And you're like, okay, these are the things that could possibly work. 
let's see which one can possibly work in three months, which can see one can work in six months. And I sat back down again and reinvent. And each time a crisis or there's a seismic shift of whatever nature, I mean, we went through the, um, the recession and then, of course, recently in the last three years was a pandemic. pandemic correct. So each time that something like that happens, I take a moment, mm -hmm. look internally and see what is it that we're doing? What can I do better? What can I add so that I'm relevant, so that I'm, you know, so that you're not just looking at it as a discretionary thing. Can we make whatever that I'm doing, can I make it at the forefront of something that people actually need? Yes. <laughs> Is that easy? Because it's, listening to you, it's like, okay, so recession, you know, open, you know, I open my business, oh, there's a recession, or, you know, you're, you're doing well, and then there's a pandemic, and all I need to do <clears> is just rejig, refigure, you know, adjust, adapt, be agile. Is it as easy as it's that? It's not as easy. It's a lot of sleepless nights. Were there days when you were you you feared like so many businesses of potentially having to close your doors? Oh, most definitely. I mean, the, the most recent. I mean, going through the pandemic, I think, was harder than going through the recession. I had just, you know, personally, I was at a different life stage. I had two newborns. Yes, twins. Twins. Amari and Zayn. Hi. <laughs> they were just, you know, four months old, and Jeez. I was like, okay, um, can't happen now. It, no, it, no, this is not in this is not in the cards. This is not in the plans. This is mommy's expanding. Mommy now has two mouths to feed, and you know things are different. It was, you know, 2018 when it was just me. Like, okay, I can chiff and save and not pay myself or or something, right? But no, that wasn't an option. So it was okay. Kids are sleeping. Um, how are you going to reach persons mm -hmm. when your store is closed for day, three days a week? And I literally sat down, and I'm not a web developer, and I sat down and I designed our new our e commerce site. I love it. <laughs> I love and I was that. like, okay, I, I'm cutting expenses. I would love to hire somebody because I always believe that you need to hire professionals. Oh yeah. And you always big up your team. Like I follow, I follow you guys on Instagram mm -hmm. and you're constantly introducing your team and you're letting everyone know yes. what this team member does and mm -hmm. the value they, yep. they add to the company. So I know you are definitely that kind of employer. Yes, I, and I mean, I, I strongly believe I'm, I'm good at what I do. Mm -hmm. You're great at what you do. And it would take me two weeks <laughs> to do something or two months and you could probably do it in 24 hours yes. or less. You know, so there's a value in that. There's expertise. You see nuances of how things flow and whatever. I see that with spaces. Right. You know, what works here, with what color and so forth. And I really would have loved to have hired a web developer. But that, but was, this not was, in, not the that yeah. was not the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when you're cutting expenses. And I literally just sat down, designed our website, um, so that we could reach persons while we were closed during the pandemic. Um, said, well, I offer interior decorating services. Why can't I do this virtually? So I researched programs on how to do um, e-designing and 3D renderings and things like that. And I just went into self-teaching mode. Did, did you ever imagine that this is what life would be? Like, did you imagine that after just, you know, having a business plan, opening your business, just learning the whole process of trade shows and, and, mm -hmm. and, and collaborators and figuring out manufacturing and all of this, that you would then in a couple of years be teaching yourself to develop your own website, to do <laughs> no. e-commerce and you're upskilling at the same time. Mm -hmm. No, 
the plan was, you know, open the business, um, you grow it, maybe size, location, staff, and you know, everything is a trajectory is always upward. The trajectory is never then life just lives. But life happens. <laughs> and you just have to figure, say, okay, well, life happens and you may have a little dip, but that dip should not be sustained for a continuous period of time. You need to find the up again. And so you do that. And I you do that. You upskill. And they, they see me at work and like I crave on doing projects and new things. And I just go into these like modes mm -hmm. and I just love reinventing. And I think, <clears throat> I, I think what makes you special is the fact that you stay curious. And the reason why I say that, because people ask me all the time, you know, what's one of the things that you think is important for persons to constantly remain, you know, you know relevant mm -hmm. um, and to constantly be able to adapt? And I said, well, you have to constantly be in a state of being willing to learn. And to be willing to learn means you have to be constantly curious yes. of what you don't know and what is better mm -hmm. and you know where you need to move from here to there and how do I get from here to here and asking those questions I think is what makes you so good at what you do so you decide to go e-commerce yeah. at a time <clears throat> when contact was just non-existent and how did it go fantastic actually um so that was 2020 so we're now into 2023 um doing digital payments, digital website, digital services. Um, we switched and used platforms that were, you know, more interactive for our clients so they didn't have to meet us. And I was just like, it took a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> I know that we're back. Um, and of course, I've been to your store. And so naturally, people who want to come back into the store can, mm -hmm. can, can, can do so, but now that the pandemic has has you know lifted, um, any changes you've seen in buying patterns? Oh, definitely. People have become um, accustomed to online. Mm -hmm. People have become accustomed to convenience, and why not? Because mm -hmm. we're now meeting you where in your, you where you are, whether it's here in Jamaica, whether you're overseas. <clears throat> so it does. Um, it, it's like almost like. What did we do before? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about like food delivery services. Of course. You're like, so we used to dr go in our car <laughs> and drive and stand up in the line for hours. Um, for hours when we could have just gone on our phone. What advice do you have for businesses who, <laughs> that seem to have made a temporary step forward? during the pandemic by realizing that systems and processes had to change in order to still serve your customers as well as your employees. Mm -hmm. And now that the pandemic has been lifted, they've gone right back. You know, what advice do you have for them, for the businesses that still somehow believe that digital is scary, that, you know, their customers are not going to like digital. Yeah. It's going to be too hard to teach customers, new things. What's your advice for them? You know, digital is now. <laughs> that's, that's, we just have to embrace it. It's not the future. Um, we can't be thinking of how we used to do things. Mm. It's how we're going to do things. And in the future, and even in the present, it's just about adapting to the changes. Because when I started, I'm just like thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to be... A retail store yeah um 
but the software that goes along with it has to change mm. um if you're offering any level of service whether you're a doctor you're looking at the diagnostics and the machinery and retooling i mean everything is now so technically um advanced that yeah. we have to constantly improve ourselves we have to keep up with the technology um, because globally it's the way that the future is going i mean when i look at my business and i hear the talk of augment um ai yes how is that going to impact me in the future am i going to be relevant am i going to embrace it hmm. these are the questions you have to ask yourself do you want to be obsolete or do you want to be the future of whatever industry you're in absolutely and i think you, you have, have to, to always be questioning yourself as to where you want to be who you want to be facts um in order to be relevant facts i think what i i enjoyed about your answer is also the fact that people believe that unless you are in the financial services where mm -hmm. it's fintech mm -hmm. or unless you're in the software business they don't see how tech can be applied to Everything. everything like every kind of business yeah. requires um tech you you mentioned earlier that you had twins um let's talk about motherhood um and entrepreneurship that intersection mm -hmm. um where there's the rise of the career mom um there is the rise of the taking care of yourself and self-care is important the rise of the ambitious woman who also wants to pursue mm -hmm. her dreams mm -hmm. and then there is well you're now a mother as well so then there are babies and there's the role of wife can we have it all mm -hmm. <laughs> Janelle said, Ooh. Wow, that's a question that I ask myself all the time. Mm -hmm. And so funnily, I'm, I've never been a vision board person. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine invited me to a session early in the year. And I was looking through those books and the word that stood out for me was balance. Mm -hmm. Can we have balance? Which is that, can we have it all? And when you're balancing, you're balancing as you say, your career, you're balancing family, you're balancing friends, you're balancing your health. And at no point in time can get any one of those avenues have 100% of you. They all cannot at any one point in time. At one point, it's going to be I'm mom now mm -hmm. and nothing else. At another point, I'm focused. Mm -hmm. I'm focused on spaces. That's my other baby. And at some point, I'm focused on me. You have to have time for you to regenerate. I mean, to come up with, you know, to be all to be creative, picture. to see the bigger picture for your mental health, your physical health. So balance is a great word, but it's also in perspective because you can't balance it all equally mm -hmm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. At some time, something is going to get 100% of you. At another time, it might get 50 or 20. But it's overall looking at how you can balance it throughout your day, throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year. This and I don't strive to be great at everything well that was great so that was great to be my question <laughs> my question was going to be you know did you ever feel pressured to be that at the beginning um and over a period of time you realized but this is highly impractical it's unrealistic mm -hmm. it's demanding something that just does not make sense um or were you always the person from the get-go that just kind of said yeah no i'm gonna do what i can <laughs> when i can how i can like it's that simple um so I'm probably the latter, yes. 
I was always like, you know what? It's going to get done when it gets done, and I'm going to be there. And I'm but things changed in the last three years. I actually was like, I was so much more driven mm-hmm. when I had kids. I was like, I didn't know I could work any harder. Mm. I really didn't. And I said, the last two years, so 2020, 2021, 2022, I would say it was the hardest I've ever worked Word. in my life. And I have newfound respect for moms. Like, I say it to you, like, all the time. I'm like, Terry, hey, I watch you, and I'm tired. <laughs> so I can't imagine being you. You say it all the time. Right? And now that I'm a mom, I'm like, okay. I get it. I get it. I really do. And... um there's just so much more at stake. Yes. Yes. You know, for me, for them wanting to do better, for them to have a role model to look, and they're like, oh, mommies go to work. Correct. I'm like, look at you. Yeah, mommies go to work. Yeah. What are some of the, what are some of the characteristics um, you would want to instill? Like if you could pick any three in the world, mm-hmm. what are the three you'd want your 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 twins to have especially as they are now growing into a world that is fast-paced mm-hmm. and always changing and loud mm-hmm. three things three things to be fearless mm-hmm. because the very core of being an entrepreneur is that you have to literally have no fear because the minute you have fear you're not gonna start mm-hmm and the, the biggest hurdle for anyone is stepping out on their own. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. There's so much comfort in being um, employed. Um, there's so much comfort in whatever position we're in now. There's always fear of the new. Mm-hmm. So I'd love for them to be fearless. fearless. That's nice. Um, I'd love for them to be kind-hearted. Is there are a lot of successful people who are just mean-spirited. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to do anything with them. You know, you're like, okay, they do well, but you don't want to, you don't want them to do well. You're like, oh. So yes. I want them to be kind-hearted so that, you know, like, everybody along your journey has made you who you are. Correct. And supported you. Correct. And I think thirdly, um, I think I would want them to be just compassionate beautiful those are nice those are very nice words i think that help to create great global citizens they're the kind of characteristics that whether you are in jamaica outside jamaica whether you're young um midlife or whether you're old those are just the kind of characteristics that you know will make not just you a better person but the persons you come Mm -hmm. into contact with so you have been on your road literally your journey has yeah. been like this mm-hmm. didn't know what i wanted to study okay maybe i'll study <laughs> you know tourism management hospitality then no no i'm going to be an entrepreneur no you can't be an entrepreneur you don't even have a business all right let me go figure out this business i figure out the business and now people are just like i don't even see you mm-hmm. you do not you do not hold value in our eyes and 16 years later here you are of all of the challenges the ups the downs the hurdles what has been 
one of your most meaningful experiences, like one of the most priceless moments that no matter what you're doing, where you are, when you close your eyes and you think of that moment, all you feel is peace or happiness or joy. Wow. One. One. <laughs> oh my gosh. One. Wow. That's hard. That's a hard question. That's a question. hard one. <laughs> um, because, you know, the nature of what I do, so separate and apart from having, you know, the mm -hmm. store spaces, you know, we offer the decorating service yes. and designing. And uh, I think for me, each time I do a project, like we start out with this blank space, perhaps, or even a space that's occupied already. And at the end of the journey with the client, it was, it's like, Janelle, I, I didn't love it. Oh, you, you, yeah, yeah, you get that. I love it, but it's like, it's like I didn't even know that this could be this, and like this is my home, this is my space, and like just seeing, and don't care how many times I do it, you don't get accustomed to it. Just seeing the the look on the faces of the clients and the emotion, and then it's like almost like uh, okay. I can't get tired of this. Yes. Like each each moment is unique and each time I do it, you get that response and you're just like, wow. It's fulfilling. It is, that's the word. Um, so I can't even pinpoint that one time or that one milestone or anything. It's just like each time that I do what I do, I just get so much joy from it. You see the effect. I think what it is is that you see the effect of your service. Mm -hmm you see how we respond because I felt the same way. <laughs> I felt the same way when I told you because this podcast is my, it's my passion project. It's my labor of love. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm very closed, you know, as much as people see me out all the time in terms of working on stages, hosting. Um, I am a loner by, by personality, funny enough. And... I have just a few people in my corner and a few of the persons who I consider my, my charges. Mm -hmm. And so when I let people in my space and in my head, and I mentioned to you what I had in mind and the fact that you just, I think you over-delivered. You know, for me, um, I can only imagine what it feels like for you when you're able to get mm -hmm. what a client wants and even deliver more than they could ever have asked for. And so I thank you for giving me a priceless moment on this mm -hmm. on this new journey it means yeah it means it means a lot and i think um the narrative and i always speak about it the narrative of women who don't support women or that women are catty and you know it's something that i also try to to reteach my daughter so that she doesn't grow up automatically thinking that all women compete mm -hmm. and that all women want to see you meet a nasty end, but that there are women in the space who love you and adore you and respect you and just want the opportunity to shower you with love and support. Um, and you always have. And I didn't, I, I believe in giving people their flowers when they're still alive and um, just seeing you from high school and seeing to where you are now and how you are just thriving in the space. See what I did there? I see that, that you, that I you, see that. that you love. Um, it's just been amazing to watch, and I'm happy that you've been a part or you've become a part of my my journey as well. And so, for me, for the last question I have for you is: having been redirected, not 
one time, <laughs> not two times, not three times, um, having experienced hurt mm-hmm. um, and rejection and dejection and disappointment. W- how do you define redirection? And why was it important for it to happen to make Janelle Janelle? Wow. I think for me, redirection is is growth. Mm. Redirection is um, recentering yourself. And at some point in time, I think everyone goes through an inward um, look and say, okay, I'm doing this. I may be great at it. I'm doing this. I'm not so great at it. Mm-hmm. And you come to a point where you just have to um, look within, look at how you're feeling um, mentally. Is there any satisfaction in what you're doing? Um, is there any purpose in mm-hmm. what you're doing? And if you're not checking the boxes, then you have to redirect. Hmm. You have to recenter and refocus. And from every step, every milestone, every setback, there's always opportunity. I'm, a, I'm an optimist yes. by nature. Like I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that happened, but here's what we're going to do now. Yeah, this and could have happened because there's yeah. an opportunity so I'm, here. I'm constantly redirecting and refocusing, and I think it's important. It's mm-hmm. always important to self-evaluate. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you do that periodically, you find that eventually, um, with all the ups and downs and the detours yes you get redirected you know you listen to your um gps and you're like redirecting and you're like oh my gosh you're you're taking me on somewhere this looks like i'm dead (laughs) (laughs) but But sometimes rerouting yeah rerouting and redirecting and you just end up where you're supposed to be i appreciate that um i like the fact that you said redirecting refocusing um and i'll go as far as saying reframing i think what you've done very well in this lifetime of yours is that you have reframed how you look at failure. Mm-hmm. In fact, you didn't even say fail earlier, you said fall. You know, you you use certain terms that to me is a part of how you speak to yourself, how you view yourself and how you view the world mm-hmm. and things that don't go according to plan. And I think reframing has a lot to do with the success that you have, um, that you have, you have seen and garnered over the years. And I just want to thank you for that throughout everything you've still remained one of the sweetest most grounded uh, individuals very compassionate um and always trying to fulfill the dreams of others <laughs> so so jay um thank you thank you for being thank a partner mm-hmm. for my season and thank you so very much for showing so so many of us especially women out there that it's okay to start over mm-hmm. it's okay to start over many many times it's okay to go back and reassess and refine a process and then go at it again. Um, Thank you. Thank you. So very much for making it. Season two. Oh my gosh. Of Redirection with Terry (laughs) Carell. I hope that when you see the episodes, you will love how everything um, came together in this space.
You know thank what you, I, you you know how to you know how to say that, right? right? So um thank you so very much guys for watching, for sticking and staying. Um you 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 can almost already tell how excited I am and I'm very happy that you are excited that the season is back, that the episodes are back and that I have some of the greatest guests who share their stories in the hope that it will motivate, inspire, transform and help you to figure out your redirection um, on your journey. So again, if you are listening on your preferred podcast platforms, you can go ahead, you can rate, you can review, let us know what you think. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, ensure that you go ahead, subscribe, turn on those notifications, drop it in the comments. Let us know what your biggest takeaways were. What were some of the nuggets that Jay dropped that you thought was an aha moment? We want to hear from you. And most importantly, go ahead, share it all over share it with your community and don't forget to use the hashtag tk redirection so until next sunday thank you so very much for making it redirection with terry carell bye thanks to our partners mastercard heineken zero zero toyota jamaica spaces commercial concepts Breche, beauty brands by MDS and Go Shore Choreo.